The hosts of the Real Life Wellness Podcast are not licensed medical doctors, and this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or any form of professional therapy, nor is it intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any illness or condition. All content and information in this podcast is created for informational purposes only. Please seek medical attention for matters relating to your health and never disregard the advice of a medical professional or delay in seeking it because of something you've heard on this podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa, where we talk about different ways to integrate healthier habits into your life. I am Kisa Amaro, and with me, as always, is Mary Preston. Mary, tell us a bit about yourself before we get deeper into today's topic. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm Mary Preston. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a life coach, and I work with mental health professionals who are experiencing burnout. Kisa, what about you? Tell us about yourself. I'm Kisa Amaro. I'm a certified health coach, and I help ambitious moms get control of their food cravings by going beyond the nutrition to develop a healthy relationship with food and themselves. And guys, I'm very excited to announce my new program, Lose the Cravings, Lose the Weight, Jumpstart. Yes, I've been working very hard and diligently on this, and I'm super excited. Um, So if you are tired of yet another diet plan ruined by your intense cravings and are ready to get a handle on them for good, then I invite you to join me during the six-week online program. My program is unique in that it doesn't only cover what you should be eating, but I take you beyond the nutrition and address your relationship with your emotional connection to food and how this affects your cravings and what to do about it. Awesome. So if you're interested in working with me on a deeper, more impactful level and are ready to make lasting changes in your life for you as well as for your family, then I invite you to join us for our next session um, on September 10th. Uh, and if you would like more information, just email me, kisa.amaro at gmail.com or message me on social media. Yay! I'm so excited. It's ready. I know. Yes. Sounds amazing. If you haven't found it already, I am also, I'm starting to challenge up pretty soon. Um, so I started a new Instagram page. Kisa, did I tell you? I changed to a business Instagram yes. finally. I'm um, following you. Yes. You should all follow me. It's going to be very good. There's not too many posts yet because it's, it's my new business page, but it's going to be great. Um, so I'm on at Mary Preston LMFT on Instagram and I'm starting up a new challenge starting September 1st. And this comes from working with so many clients who we, we talk about it all the time, wanting to love our bodies, you know, kind of going to body positivity, but, um, it's really hard to jump from like hating your body and being disgusted by it to loving your body. Yeah. So in September, we're going to do a body neutrality challenge and we're going to go through different parts of our body and just be very neutral and matter of fact about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're going to look at our bodies with curiosity, no drama, just kind of get to the point where we can look at them and drop the negativity. Um, so that starts September 1st. should definitely join me. It's going to be awesome. And then, of course, um, uh, if you're interested in exploring how sugar affects your energy and mood during the day, join me for my next five days without sugar challenge. We just ended our last one. It was really great. We start the next one September 10th, and all those details will be in the show notes. And we got lots for you. 
if you have questions about any of our programs, podcast, anything else about health and wellness, come find us. Come join us in the Real Life Wellness Podcast with Mary and Kisa Facebook group. That's where the discussion happens. Do it, guys. Do it. Come find us. Do it. All right. And with all that being said, on to our topic of the day, which is understanding urges and cravings. Yes. Okay, guys, let's be honest. Oftentimes we feel out of control around food, Mm -hmm. even with the best of intentions. We end up having intense cravings that just won't leave us alone until we pretty much give in to them. Then we're left feeling guilty and shameful because we didn't even have enough willpower and we ate the food that we swore we weren't going to ever eat again. So I'm sure you can relate to this because this has happened to me thousands of times over the years, like many, many years, guys. So in today's episode, we want to help you understand your urges and cravings and know that they are totally normal. Nothing has gone wrong with you at all. And then we want to share with you what to do when cravings come calling. Yes, nothing has gone wrong. Um, So to get us started, I like to, I always like to have like a a visual, a scenario in mind. Um, Mm -hmm. And so a scenario I like to think about when we talk about cravings and urgings, excuse me, urges, um, is a common scenario that a lot of, a lot of clients, myself, this is a time of the day that it's pretty tough, right? So let's say you decided for the month of August, you're going to only eat healthy food for dinner and you're not going to eat any dessert. It's a pretty common new habit that people like to try to pick up. And so you've planned for tonight to make a pasta dish with like healthy veggies and that's it. No dessert after that the end of the work day and you've just arrived in your home, all of a sudden you get a craving for cookies. You fight it. You resist it. You walk away. You talk to yourself. If you're like me, you talk to yourself all the time. You start getting out <laughs> ingredients for your meal. You like, you distract yourself with music, push the idea of a cookie out of your mind. But no matter how hard you try, the idea of that cookie just keeps coming back. And eventually you eat not just one, right? It's not usually just the one at that point. We've been resisting. (laughs) And now you eat like four of them. Or if you're like me a couple of years ago, like a full Safeway 20 pack of cookies. Yeah. Um, Right. So what happened? This is such a common scenario. So let's, let's talk about those cravings and urges and figure out what's going on. Yeah, Mary, let's start off with urges. So what is an urge and where does it come from, Mary? So an urge, and this kind of blew my mind when I first thought about it this way, right? An urge is just a feeling brought on by a thought you're thinking. For some reason, an urge feels like so physical, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a feeling. It's an emotion brought on by a thought you're thinking. And the thought is generally one of like need. So when I believe I need something, my body kicks in a very strong emotion to ensure that I follow through and get it. If the word need implies that something terrible will happen if I don't have it. Need implies something really serious. So when I think the thought like I need to scratch that itch or I need a cookie or I need a drink, that feeling of urgency becomes very, very strong. And we've talked about in previous episodes that feelings and emotions are simply vibrations in the body. Um, And an urge can feel really similar to like the beginning of panic. 
And when we resist an urge, your brain is going to fight you. So your brain is thinking you have a need that you are not meeting because you're thinking I need it. If you were dying of thirst and you thought that you needed a drink of water, your brain would insist and you would start to feel that edge of panic. If you resisted that urge, your brain would just continue to insist very strongly until you got yourself that drink of water. The problem is, oh, it's not really a problem once you understand it, but the problem is that your brain just does exactly what you tell it to, right? You're telling your brain you have a need that needs to be met, and it is going to give you the motivation to persevere and get that need met. So if you're telling your brain you need a cookie, and then you resist that urge, or you try to distract yourself, your brain is going to get very pushy about it. So you know, just to review, we've talked about this before and, um, our last podcast can be really helpful when we talk about how our thoughts create our feelings. But if you're thinking that you need something, you're going to feel an urge. That's where it comes from. So Kiza, talk to us a little bit about desire. Yes. Let's take a look at desire and where it comes from. So as a human being, desire is important for us. It fuels our emotions to create action. We desire to take care of our children or to get a promotion at work or to build our own business. So maybe we desire to help people in need or make delicious food for our family. We like desire because it feels good. It's like a feel good emotion. And we get rewards from our actions that were fueled by desire. So maybe it's a pat on the back from your boss or, you know, congratulations, good job. Um, Maybe it's a smile um, and the look of your family enjoying the delicious food that you just made for them. So these are the rewards that keep us going back for more. Uh, When we have too much desire for food, this over desire causes overeating. Mm -hmm. So our over desire comes from when we eat concentrated forms of sugar and carbohydrates. They give our brain a concentrated hit of dopamine, which is a feel good hormone. So like that pleasure that you get from eating um, like a bag of Skittles or a cupcake. Um, So when we eat processed foods that are full of sugar or flour, or usually both, we get ahead of pleasure that is unlike any pleasure we've had before because it's because it's so concentrated super intense um so compare like the kind of like the pleasure you get from eating a bowl of berries and then like the pleasure you get from eating a chocolate bar Mm -hmm. pretty like there's a difference of intensity there um so this intense and concentrated pleasure leaves us wanting more so we create thoughts around this food. So something like this is so delicious because it is right. Um, I want to eat this every day. Like I need this every day. I need this. I need this now. This will solve my problems. Um, I deserve this treat. So these thoughts that we create in our brain create desire and cravings and urges. Oh my. Um, So you see, our desire is a feeling that comes from our thoughts about a thing. And this thing tends to be a delicious, sugary, starchy treat Mm -hmm. that has concentrated amounts of sugar and flour. And the kicker is that desire is increased when the reward is increased. 
which creates a repetitive cycle. And then once we repeat the cycle over and over again, we don't need to think about it. It gets delegated to our lower brain or our primal brain. So this is why these urges become so automatic. You know, we get home and pour that glass of wine without a thought. And then all of a sudden we've like drunk two glasses of wine and we're like, oh, wait. <laughs> or we reach for our two o'clock coffee with sugar or Red Bull as a pick me up without even thinking about it. Right. So to recap, desire is important, right? There's nothing yes. wrong with it because it creates the ability for the humans to move into action. So it's mm -hmm. actually very useful. And urges are also important because when we do need something, when something is vitally important, it drives us into, into action. Um, and we do what it takes to go get it. The problem is when desire for things that we're trying to stop doing or having has been rewarded for like a long period of time. Yeah. And so now we're trying to change this behavior that we've just been rewarding ourselves with concentrated levels of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do we get rid of over-desire? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so first, it's important to note that cravings are not only emotional or connected to our brain, uh, but they're physical as well. Hmm. So we aren't, we aren't going to be covering the physical cravings today because we wanted to focus on our emotional connection to urges and cravings. Uh, but know that you could be experiencing physical cravings for food if your hormones are imbalanced or if you are lacking in a specific nutrient. Mm -hmm. And these can usually be supported by eating a whole foods diet that is high in vegetables and healthy fats. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we know that cravings are going to happen. So what do we do when they strike? How do we handle cravings in the moment? So by understanding what is going on in your brain when you're having a craving will greatly help you process a craving in the moment. Your primitive brain is convinced that you need the sugar to survive and that it is the best thing for you. You know, you now know and understand that this is not true, that this is just a primitive survival technique and that you don't in fact need the sugar to survive to survive and that you will be just fine without it. Mm -hmm. I love that idea that, you know, your brain is just, it's just trying to keep you alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I appreciate that brain. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, brain. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for trying to keep me alive, but I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, so yeah, I wanted to share with you my experience and what I do when a craving comes forward. Uh, so first I take three deep breaths. And I do this to settle my nervous system and to be present. So our cravings want us to not be present. Mm -hmm. They want us, they want to take us away from an uncomfortable feeling um, and give us pleasure. So by taking a few deep breaths, I'm able to be present in my thinking. So next I identify the feeling behind the craving. And in order to help me find this feeling, I have a couple of questions I ask myself. Uh, the first one is, what would I be feeling if I didn't eat this food? So for instance, it might be boredom, frustration, or stress. The other question I ask myself is, um, what am I really craving or wanting in my life? 
So this could be support, pleasure, or peace. So from that answer, I can work backwards and identify the feeling for, uh, for instance, if I'm really craving pleasure, I'm probably feeling uncomfortable or discomfort. Right. And, and so I want that. I want, I want to cover that up and I want pleasure. Right. Uh, so once I identify my feeling, I allow this feeling to be present and flow through me, so to speak, versus resisting or avoiding the feeling. So we call this allowing the feeling. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about this in previous episodes. Um, so what I will do is um, I tend to do a body scan to help me allow the feeling and just be present with it and see like what's going on mm. in my body with this feeling. Um, so a body scan might go like this. So I'll go through my body and I'm, I'll feel what's going on. I bring awareness to my toes and I see, you know, do I feel anything in my toes? What's going on? And then I'll move up my body. So then I'll go to like my calves and my knees, my legs, my thighs, hips, my stomach. Uh, my chest, my back, shoulders, arms, hands, neck, head, everything. And I just like ask myself like what's going on. I just listen and see and feel, you know, I might have like tension in my stomach or I might have like a tightness in my neck um, or a tingling yeah. in my legs. So I'm just present and I allow the feeling to be there. I might say hi to it and see what it would like, <laughs> or I might invite it to sit down for a chat. Yeah. And, you know, I want to recommend, because I know that some people have difficulty staying present mm -hmm. and sometimes having a piece of paper and, mm. and writing it down, there's like this anchoring effect that can happen. You know, if you're able to mm -hmm. do it without pen and paper, I think that's great. If you have a hard time staying present, the act of like sitting down at a table with um, with like a journal, a piece of paper, a pen and writing those down things down. Like, what do my toes feel like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is the name of this feeling. And Mary, I believe that you have a worksheet around that. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? I do. Um, you can share that in the show notes. Yeah. I'll go dig it up. I think like, it's from a, an earlier, an earlier, yeah, I think podcast. we've shared it before mm -hmm. on the podcast. Um, but yeah, that way, uh, our listeners will have that. So when they're in the moment and they feel like, okay, writing this down will help me stay present, then mm -hmm. they'll have that tool. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I like to think of allowing my feeling like riding a wave. So the emotion is like this huge wave that's coming. And instead of trying to swim away from it and eventually get slammed by it, I decide to ride it on a surfboard. And I think of um, the body scan for me, that's, I mean, that's what works for me. And I think of the body scan as the surfboard I use to ride the wave. So it's like the tool that I use to kind of ride my emotion and allow my emotion. And I know that the wave will pass because waves will pass. And if I have the right tools to ride it, then I will effectively allow the feeling. I love that. And then during this process, I, I know it's going to be uncomfortable, um, but I also know that it will pass. So I let it be hard, and I understand that my not answering the craving and giving my brain that short-term dopamine hit, um, that I am, by doing that, I'm creating the long-term result 
I want, which is maintaining a healthy weight and creating a healthy relationship with food. Yeah. And then a few things to just kind of be aware of. Um, notice that I didn't step away from the food. So like if that food's right in front of me, if it's like I'm at, um, I don't know, a party and there's, you know, like some dessert that I really want. Like I don't necessarily, I don't step away from the food. Um, I didn't go for a walk or take a bath. I didn't distract myself from the craving. Um, so if you distract or try and avoid it, you will only make it stronger. The feeling yep. will still be there waiting to be processed. Yep. And by having the craving food be there, I'm letting the desire be there without acting on it. And thus, you know, I'm deconditioning the craving or making the craving weaker. So like the more times I do this process over and over again, I make that craving. It's a little weaker every time. Um, and when this is done over time, you may lose that craving altogether, mm -hmm. which is our goal. Pretty right? crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, this shouldn't feel like anxiety or tension in the body. This would be resisting the feeling and we don't want to do that because the feeling will still be there until we process and allow it. So if you're feeling tense, I would suggest that you take some deep breaths and revisit the body scan and even, you know, maybe journal about it or write, you know, write these things down like Mary mentioned. Um, and then I put this process together in my five minute crave fix and I will put that in the show notes so you can download it and have it as a resource. Awesome. So yeah, it's pretty much just, um, you know, like taking that, those deep breaths and mm -hmm. being present um, recognizing the feeling and then allowing the feeling. Awesome. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel really easy the first couple of times. No, like, it doesn't. And you know, we, we've said this before, planning ahead is always a great idea, you know? So if you know that that after work time is difficult, you know, it's, it's a practice, you know, if you do like, it's not that you should get rid of the cookies, you know, but practice if there's cookies there, know that when you get home, you're going to want the cookies and be ready with that worksheet or be ready with this tool. Be ready that yeah. I, I'm going to plan to not have the cookie. I'm going to want it because of course I do. Mm -hmm. Cookies have sugar and mm -hmm. sugar is delicious. Right? <laughs> and I've been rewarding my brain for many, many years in this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, I like doing it over and over. Yeah. I like that idea of planning ahead and kind of like planning it in as mm -hmm. like almost like a practice, you know, yeah. like have that practice of allowing your, your desires and your cravings to just be there. Yeah. Especially if, like you know, cause right? cravings and urges, you know, we're not just talking about like, this is really helpful with everything. You know, if you're mm -hmm. a smoker or, you know, if you're, if there's anything else like alcohol, anything else that you're wanting to cut down on instead of just getting rid of all those things, like being able to be around a person who's having a cigarette and not have a cigarette yourself practicing that over and over and over and over again, preparing ahead, you know, it can be really, really helpful. So you don't have to hide in your house <laughs> and stay away right. from anything yeah. that could be pleasurable. Yeah. And even like with food, you know, mm -hmm. like not going to parties because you know, right. they're going to have tempting food there, you know, yeah. like you don't have to stay home because <laughs> you're not eating sugar, you know? Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't want that. We want you to be able to go and, live a full and abundant life 
without food being kind of like this dictator or um, like be in control. Yes. Yeah. We don't want the food to control your actions. Yeah. We want you to have a good life, not like a a life where you're constantly resisting anything delicious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like keep it away. And we want you to be able to like, yeah, like go to a party. And I think that's the thing, right? Planning ahead. Like, yes, you know, I know this person, they're going to have cheesecake. Cheesecake is a thing I really love. So I think about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Look at that cheesecake. I'm going to have the urge and it's going to feel really uncomfortable. Here's how I'm going to handle it. Can be, can be yeah. really powerful in the long run. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So in case I love that exercise, I'm glad you're going to share it with everybody. Um, yeah. I think allowing yourself to be present with the emotion of urges or cravings, it's super important. And, um, you know, just a, a reminder that often when we have a feeling like an urge or a desire, something else we tend to do is instead of just recognizing it as an emotion, we just, because we're not paying attention, we just like throw a pile of other emotions on top. So for example, I have like a desire for a cookie. Then I resist the urge and I feel panicky. Then I feel ashamed of that panic. And cause it's just a cookie. I shouldn't like have all these strong feelings about cookies. <laughs> I know all these cookies right. are strong. And now I'm ashamed of like panicking and having so many emotions. And then I get really angry at myself for just having this vortex of feelings when it's just a cookie. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of imagine that desire was the original emotion, and then you're like piling panic and shame and anger on top. And I think what Kisa's exercise does is it helps you take a deep breath, recognize that the desire you're having is just an emotion, right? Nothing's gone wrong. You can ride it out, experience it for what it is rather than adding all those extra layers that, you know, we'd like resist and distract and then turns into a, you know, a bag full of cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, you know, something that we've said a couple times, right? Having desires and urges is not wrong. Like they're super important. And You've just been directing your desires and urges at cookies, cake, and snacks, if you're like me, for a really long time. And something that I've found that happens is that when we try to resist our desire for snacks, we just, like, we're just resisting it. We have this excess of desire, if you imagine, right? And that desire is really useful. It's like, it's a super useful tool that we have. And we're just directing it currently at something we don't want. And so, Another thing to think about is the possibility of directing your desire, directing that emotion in a different direction. And so think about how strong those feelings are. What if you could direct all of that energy into something else? So I highly recommend taking some time to think about what you do want to be doing with all that extra time and energy you're going to have when you stop having desires for like cakes and cookies, right? You're going to have so much extra time <laughs> and a lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of like brain power. Yes. Like, cause I, I, I spend so much time, right? You have so much time thinking about don't have the cookie, <laughs> right? You're telling yourself over and over and over again, don't have the cookie. the cookie, focus on food. Don't have the cookie, walk away, take a bath, right? Like all of that energy focused on not having a cookie. And when you're just not spending your energy on that. Like that's a lot of time and space. It's a lot of energy. You can focus somewhere else. Um, and I've read, this is actually something that I realized recently, which is why I'm using that example. Of course. Um, it's a huge mistake I made for a really long time. I got so focused on food being the first thing I did when I got home 
And so instead of deciding what I do want to do, I was just thinking, here's what I'll have for dinner. Here's what I will not have. And all of my energy was focused on that. Um, so I decided I could just choose something else to plan on when I got home. And I was like, holy crap, it kind of blew my mind. Like, it seems like such a simple thought, but I was like, no, I could actually just choose something. And so I've decided to focus my desire for the past couple of months on learning uh, how to hula hoop, something I wanted to do for a really long time, Um, doing yoga and learning guitar. So those are three things I have that available to me right when I get home. They're all fun mm-hmm. things of always, like I always wanted to learn guitar. I always wanted to hula hoop. Um, I've enjoyed doing yoga in the past always. And so, right, we always talk about planning ahead. At the end of my workday, I decide what fun thing I'm going to focus my desire on. And I kind of redirect that, um, call it like obsession, right? Like, what yeah. am I going to have for dinner? Can I have cheese with it? You know, can I have a mm-hmm. cookie afterwards? What, like directing all of that energy onto let me find a video on hula hooping and what's a new skill I can learn. And, you know, kind of just like redirecting that obsessive because <laughs> it is a little obsessive. That yeah, obsessive it is. Desire. I mean, urge. Once you sit down and like mm-hmm. really be conscious about like how much you're thinking about food yep. in any way, you know, whatsoever, as far as like you're saying like, Oh, can I have cheese on it? Can I have, you know, can I have a cookie right. with it? Did I, you know, did I work out enough? Did I burn enough calories? Like the, like there's so much chatter that goes on in your mind. Yeah. And if you take that away and redirect it mm-hmm. towards redirect your desire. Yeah. Towards something that yeah, is going to have a positive, like long-term effect. Like and again, yoga or hula hooping. yeah. And we're not talking like I, sugar is not the devil. <laughs> like cookies are not, <laughs> they, they aren't. Nothing it's wrong. just sugar. <laughs> there's nothing inherently wrong with the cookie. And so if you want to have a cookie, when you get home from work, just plan to have a cookie. There's nothing wrong with a cookie, right? I think the problem is that we spend all of this time fighting ourselves on whether or not we should have that cookie, right? I think like, just make a decision. I'm going to have the cookie. Great. I'm not going to have the cookie. Awesome. I'm going to focus my attention on something else then instead of fighting myself on that cookie that's still sitting in my refrigerator. Right. Yeah. There's all this like negotiating Mm -hmm. going on in your head and like validating, like, do I deserve this cookie? Yeah. It just goes back and forth. (laughs) Yeah. And like cookie is nothing. The cookie means nothing. Like either have the cookie or don't have the cookie. I just hate that we spend so much of our time and energy deciding. And you know, like what you just said there, Kisa, like, do I deserve a cookie? Like you deserve what, Mm -hmm. like you deserve all the things you actually want. You deserve all the things that feel good. If you want the cookie plan on it, just make that decision and move on with your life. That's what I want for you guys. That's why the desire and the urges, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, they're, they're so strong. And so it's worth, if cookies are not a thing that you want to have in your future, then it's worth sitting down, taking a deep breath, doing a body scan, doing that work mm-hmm. and eventually getting to a place where it's like, okay, cookies are no big deal. <laughs> yeah. They're not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, just, I think being kind to yourself is really important, you know, mm-hmm. um, making a plan. If you don't want to have, you know, we're talking about urges and desires because there's things that we don't want to have. 
And if we have a strong reason why not to, I think these are great ways to kind of get through that initial really strong urges and desires that we have to get you to a place where you're feeling a little bit more peace and pleasure from other things in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we don't want to take away like all pleasure in life. Like that's not, (laughs) (laughs) that's not the point here. Yeah. We want to find it in other ways, you know, than just food. Absolutely. All right, Kisa, I think that takes us. That was, that was good. Urges and desires. They're so strong. Let tell us what, what you got for five tips. Our five. Okay. We got five tips, um, to understanding urges and cravings. Yeah. And our first tip for you is awareness. So becoming aware of when we're having cravings and urges is the first step to understanding them and eventually decreasing them. So you can just be aware of them and even write it down or, um, Mm -hmm. like write down at what time they happened throughout the day. Yeah. So you're like, literally doing nothing except just bringing awareness like, Oh, I'm having a craving and it's two o'clock and I'm at work. You know, this is fascinating. Uh, This is fascinating. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Um, so yes, awareness is always like the first step. Um, our second tip for you is to look for a cue. So once you're aware of when your urges and cravings are happening, take a look and see what is happening maybe like right before it or like kind of like right as your craving is happening. So are you stuck in traffic longer than usual and your stress levels are escalating? Um, Did you, did your boss yell at you or are you checking your email? Like for me, I always hate checking email. So it's a really good procrastination tool. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what is it like, that's happening right before your craving arrives. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I'm checking my e- email. Oh, all of a sudden, I really want some granola. Like, right. You know, like, no, I'm really not hungry. <laughs> um, so yeah, looking for that cue, like what's happening right before your, um, your craving arrives. Um, and then our tip number three is what's the feeling? What is the feeling behind the urge or the craving? So what feeling are you trying to avoid? Ask yourself, what would I be feeling if I wasn't eating this? So identify and recognize that feeling. And then our fourth tip for you is, you know, what's the thought? What is the thought behind the feeling? Um, So as we, you know, we've talked about this before, uh, our thoughts create feelings. So if we have, if we have that feeling, we can kind of backtrack and be like, okay, what thought is creating this feeling? Um, so, you know, if it is loneliness, uh, what thought might be creating loneliness? Maybe it's something like my partner never listens to me anymore. Um, we never get time together alone. Um, so those are just thoughts in your head that are going on. That's creating that loneliness. Definitely. So it's a little bit like, um, it's like research, like collecting data. Like, yeah, you're just, just, and being curious. Like we, I think this is maybe like this overarching idea or I guess idea. Okay. Maybe that's not the right word, but, um, this overarching, yeah, idea value maybe that, you know, we come from a place of curiosity. Yeah. We're done like beating ourselves up. We're done 
uh, berating ourselves, belittling ourselves, you know, <laughs> we're done with that. So we're coming from a place of curiosity and just looking at like what's going on in our body, like what's going on with our feelings, what's going on with our thoughts. Right. And that's it's, just, it. it's like collecting data. Just my brain doing its thing. This curious. is interesting. Yeah. yeah. Curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the feeling? What's the thought? No big deal. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the fifth tip is just that idea of rerouting your desire, you know, like taking some of that energy and pick something that you can focus your energy on and start to move that intense urges and desires, kind of shift those obsessive thoughts. You know, you don't want to, um, I, I want to say like, you don't want to then become like obsessive about something else, right? This is the mm-hmm. idea of like orthorexia, you know, just moving your food habits into just working out constantly all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so don't really want to move in that direction, I think too, but you have this excess level of energy that it's like, okay, what am I going to do with it? Right. Is there something that you really want in your life? Like not to, um, you know, not to like distract myself, but like, yeah, like I've always wanted to learn American sign language, you know, like I've got all this time now. What do I, I could do that. So picking something that you've always been interested in and, and focusing that desire on something that would really bring you joy and pleasure. And then I put a bonus tip because I talked earlier about, um, you know, body positivity has been coming up a lot recently. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think it's just come up too much recently, not to mention it, just do all of this with love, right? Curiosity. None of this work should be done as a punishment, right? We don't advocate for like fighting through urges because food is bad or pushing yourself to do anything that's not good for you. If you have a good reason to do this work, like being a healthy model for your children or having more energy for work or for your family, like avoiding foods that give you a rash or pain, right? I've been eating sugar the last couple of days and I have a rash on my legs. And it's just like, it's a really good reason not to eat it. You know, it's not a punishment. It's not that I can't have cookies. Like these are just the reasons that sugar is not great for me. Yeah. Um, And, you know, maybe you have a medical reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a really good idea, you know, if those, if you've got like a really good, strong reason, um, you know, it's, it's a good idea to, to move through these cravings and urges to allow yourself to feel them. And, um, you know, remembering those reasons in the moment can be really helpful because you really are caring for yourself and it makes mm-hmm. writing out a craving seem like a worthwhile task instead of like a punishment and a resistance. Yeah. And I think that's a really great point like right there at the end I mean it's all a great point but just as far as like like allowing an urge or a craving isn't it's not a punishment Mm -hmm. where like maybe like resisting um like really resisting an a craving you know that's kind of like punishing yourself essentially in the long run but like allowing allowing an urge that's it's not a punishment, but it's, you know, it's caring for yourself. Yeah. If you imagine it was somebody else in the kitchen with you, you know, like having an urge, like you wouldn't whip them and be like, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop that now. Right. You'd be like, hey, don't, it's okay. Right. It's okay. That. Tell me what's going on. Right. We're not whipping any, we're not slapping anyone. Right. Treat yourself the same way you would like a really good friend or somebody you love. Right. You'd be like, okay, what's going on? 
oh, you're having an urge. Okay, let's sit down. Let's let's get through it. Put the whip away. Mm-hmm. No need. <laughs> All right. Okay, friends. Ending on whipping. <laughs> ending on whipping. That's a great way. Great way to end. Alrighty, friends. That's all we've got for you today. Uh, thanks for being awesome as always and listening in. And if you'd like to know more about us, if you have any questions or comments, head on over to our dedicated Facebook group. Um, you can contact me at my website, maryelisepreston.com. Or you can find Kisa at her website at kisaamaro.com. It's a beautiful website. Uh, and you should probably sign up for her program because probably should. You probably I, should. It'll be fun. You know, like it's nothing bad is going to come from it. There's only bad <laughs> come from only it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hurt you. I mean, <laughs> no, no pain. No, no pain. whips. There's no There's whips. No whips. There's program. no whips, guys. It's only we put love, the I whips swear. away. We bring the love. <laughs> so go sign up for her program. Just do it. So come find us. Give us your questions. Give us your comments. We might just make a podcast just for you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>